listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. This week, we delve into the threading world, finding out what happens behind the scenes in the world of clothes and fashion and tailoring. Okay, so with us today, we've got the fantastic Suyi and Gan from Community Tukang Jai Malaysia. So the first thing we need to find out is give us a brief and tell everyone what exactly your tailor community is about. So Community Tukang Jahit, also known as KDJ, is a social enterprise. We're an accredited social enterprise that empowers the B40 community. So what this means is the below income gap. These are the ladies, the community that we empower. They consist of single moms, stay-at-home moms, OKU group and underprivileged women. So how we empower them is by two ways. We upskill them through sewing techniques and sewing skills. And on another side, we provide job opportunities. Okay, I have to ask this. Are you both sewers? Like, did you come from this world? I mean, like, can you just walk us back <laughs> about what you guys actually do or did do? Gun. Um, no, I, I don't know anything about sewing. Uh, right. But I worked in the fashion industries before. I was a group CEO for a fashion brand in Malaysia. Right. Um, when Sui approached me, um, I like numbers, but at the same time, I like colours. So, okay. uh, yeah, that's where I, I click very well with Sui because I, I told her how all these products are brand, are priced, and how they are marketing done. And Sui basically is the creator of all the products. So we, we find a synergy by working together. So Sui, I would take it you're from the fashion world. Actually not. So <laughs> I've, been in the, I've been in the fashion industry by chance, I would say, because my first startup was a crowdfunding platform for fashion. Oh. It was to aspire, uh, help aspiring fashion designers to crowdfund their designs. Right. But my background is actually an interactive media design. I used to do programming and things like that. Wow. Right, so we've got an accountant <laughs> and a media designer. designer yeah. Right. Okay, coming together, can you give us an idea about why sewing in particular spoke to you both? I mean, how this whole thing sort of mm. started? I think it goes way back to a, a certain history that I had running a, my fashion startup. And that's where I needed a mentor, right? And then, so Gun's actually my dad's friend. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, I'm, I'm her uncle. <laughs> yeah, in a way. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So the work dad, right? So my dad right. actually saw me, you know, hitting walls, wondering what was startup all about. And yeah. he said, you know what? You should speak to Gun. So I did. And then I think he probably saw that I was, you know, figuring out what the startup world was all about. Yeah. And then he invested in my company. So he was my first so-called investor. The oh, real, really right. so-called real investor. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I think we hit a low point where we realized that, you know, Malaysia wasn't ready for a crowdfunding platform. And then we knew we immediately had to pivot. But I didn't want to let go of what we already built, which was actually, you know, from the, the strengths that we saw, we were getting a lot of inquiries from the akak-akak tailors, mm-hmm. which we were already giving these sewing jobs to them, right? The clothing, the garments. Mm-hmm. But it was all in micro sizes, like 10 pieces, 5 pieces. But even then, the akak-akak, the magic next door, you know, these are the ladies that, you know, have sewing machines at home and mm. they only sew it during seasonal times right, right? right. Yeah. they were giving us a lot of feedback like can we have more orders do you have uh, uh, my neighbors asking for more orders my sister-in-law wants yeah. more orders mm. it felt like okay maybe the group of designers doesn't need us but maybe there's this group of mothers that need us mm. so we kind of pivoted along that that line and went that direction right because you you had built up a community or a group of a people supplies yeah with with sewing machines yeah. Yeah, who correct. are ready to and willing to do the work already you just now needed to find a way to fully utilize the workforce that you you had already uh, accumulated, right? That's right, that's right. Gathered together, wow. Maybe a bit of an odd question, but how important do you see sewing as a life skill? To be honest, I think it's a cultural thing. It's a Malaysian cultural thing. Hmm. Maybe if you look at other countries, I'm not too certain whether do they all own sewing machine at home. Hmm. But it's almost in every circle of friends, your mom's circle of friends, maybe not our generation, but our mom's generation, 
there's always an auntie who owns a sewing machine. <laughs> I, I think I'm your mom's generation. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely sure. have two. Yeah. I have my grandmother. I like how she said like, our yeah. generation. We were like, we, uh, we are in the, we are in the generation above we're you. We're in guns generation. We're in guns generation, right? And somehow we all just pick it from our moms. Like I don't sew, but I don't sew straight lines or fix a fix maybe a small tear. Right, but it's because right. I learned it from my mom, okay. and she learned it from her mom. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how that became a life skill. Like, do you feel it's a bit of a lost skill? The current is getting. It's almost disappearing. Almost disappearing. It became yeah. a fancy thing, right? A fashion. It's a fashion luxury now. Right, right. Yeah. So if they didn't need to, they wouldn't want to as Probably, well. Like yeah. not like us learning jahitan kia in <laughs> kemahiran. Kemahido. Yeah, it was a life skill. It was right? giving skills class. Okay, Asha. <laughs> that was when I turned my fingers and thumbs into a pincushion trying to do a button. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to do the button, you got to go in and out several times. Like ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Okay, let's go back to Community Tugang Jahit Malaysia. Can you take us through some of the projects your community has done and how that allows those involved to earn a sustainable income? Mm. To make this community works, um, we understand that we, we cannot go to the end user directly because um, there's so much that they can buy. They buy one piece, two piece, two pieces from us. So uh, the idea we started from the very beginning is to go to the B2B category, meaning right. we are going to approach the corporate, especially those who are buying product as a gift for their customers, for their employees. Mm-hmm. So right. they are Annual the, t-shirts. Yes, yes. They are the best target for us. Mm. And perhaps they are so bought with the existing product they already got from all other places. Mm. Right. So they need something unique. So uh, what Kirije provides is the Malaysian colours. We provide the, the sari, bate and uh, chongsam colours that we can mix Ooh, the, nice. the colours of Malaysia. We want to portray Kirije as the colours of Malaysia. So we right. give them a different options that they can actually blend this into their product if they want to give it away to their customers. Right. And best is if this product is actually an impact product which come from the B4D categories that we are actually helping a group of mm-hmm. beneficiaries. Right. So I, I get this idea works very well to our customers. Especially now, you know, the ESGs are uh, one of the big thing to, to most corporate so they like this idea but of course for us to make this work we have to make sure the volume is sustainable meaning whatever product that we design are able to give to more akak rather than only one particular akak to sew right. mm. so what we do is we try to create categories for example bags is a category pouch is a category mm. those days mask is a category mm. so it makes the production very easy so that the akak wouldn't have to spend too much time to learn so once they produce we have our QC process and we make sure they got paid because of the good delivery not because right. we sympathize them. We are not an NGO. We're right, still running right. a business. I think when people hear what you do initially, the name of the community, Tukang Jahit Malaysia, people assume it's just about clothes. But actually, right, yeah. the right. skill when you learn sewing, you can apply it to so many other different products than just basic apparel like you mentioned that's bag can you tell us more about the, the products that the different types of small products items that you offer? basically small items so it's easier for them to sew we, we came across a lot of inquiries about clothing but yeah. uh, the production is very very difficult and the mm. training is not easy and mm. to make sure the assembly of every part into one full piece and mm. it, it's kind of difficult and mm. we, we want something simple so that the Aka can appreciate the platform I think also like the, as you're saying the, the small items it makes it easy to do at home. Like yes, we that's right, don't that's right. all have massive tables where correct. we can leave things yeah. correct, and then go correct. look after yeah. kids and come back, right? And so for transportation, yeah, it's easier. Things, yeah, yeah, for sure. Based on the products that you've been making uh, for the various different B2Bs that, that you've approached, what are some of the most popular items? What's trending in terms <laughs> of popularity with these items? I think it used to be the face mask, the fabric face uh-huh. mask, right? During the pandemic, I think that was really, really popular. It really even helped a lot of our aka-aka that were struggling during that time, mm. right? We didn't know of these stories till we spoke to them after they received all the orders. They said 
they were so fortunate that they got KTJ to give them the orders. Then I'm like, why? One of them, the husband's lost his job because he oh. used to take care of the school security guard. But that order helped her put food on the table for the next three to six months. So we were like, okay, we never knew that this was the impact we created. And I think that was what actually also kept us involving and, you know, kept growing the, I would say, the community and the, the company. Mm. So apart from now face masks, mm. we do a lot of pouches, name card holders, cable holders. So we try to get very customizable products so that our clients are always excited. What's really exciting is that because of the ESG movement, a lot of them want to talk about upcycling, right? And these big corporates, they have waste they have a lot of waste they have extra uniforms that have to be discarded after maybe five years right so we actually convert all of their uniforms into pouches and things so you take the wrong they be, their material becomes the raw material that Correct. you can then reuse right. for those who aren't so familiar you've mentioned esg a couple of times do you want to give a short explainer i guess a lot of people look at esg as to have various areas first most people look at the environment of course our product some are meant for environment uh, though friendly for example some packaging material that we are using uh, actually not plastic materials and like what sui mentioned the upcycling is actually another area where we are helping clients our clients to do something good about the environment right. of course to us we hardly focus on the esg element as our goal because we understand what we are doing is basically it's a social cause mm. and we are running this as a social enterprise and we we know whatever naming they put on top of ktj is not important right. so long we know what we are doing mm. so here ktj we are only focusing on two areas one is the b40 categories and second is empowering the woman so we encounter a lot of social issues when we deal with our beneficiaries mm. yep. so what we can do is just to go down deeper and to address and solve it one by one it's amazing because this kind of the work that you do you see the immediate impact almost of um, the people who benefit from the work that you do because you can see that there are people who have a need Correct. Uh, and, and need a change in their life almost instantly especially when it comes to a monetary change and mm-hmm. so the payment that happens of course is it's like every bit of work that they do makes a difference in, in their lives I think when we started this social enterprise Sui and I we, we understand how other social enterprises support their beneficiary at the same time we also know a lot of NGOs are doing all this good work but at the same time there are people who just come forward and expect free stuff we, we do come mm-hmm. across a lot of mm-hmm. Aka who say oh do you give salary yeah free mm-hmm free sewing machine but we, we told them no we are an enterprise when you to earn what you deserve and you have to contribute the effort you have to put in the effort right. to earn it so at the end we are not someone who give you free thing but you actually you are empowering yourself and right. you actually have the capacity and capability to do it so why are you hoping for free stuff from other people mm-hmm. so at the same time we realised they, they got more confidence in dealing with their, their families because mm-hmm. now they are like the breadwinner in the right. Right. It's, it's it also sort of is talking to or speaking to behavior change, that's right? That's right, that's right, that's right. How many of these sewers, for want of a better word, did you start with and, and, and how many work for you now? We started with about five of them. So this was like, you know, the small group of community that we were working with from the earlier start. Yeah. There was about five of them and then it started and grown. We have empowered a total of about 230 of them till today. But if I would say active, non-active, we have about 70 of us in our community. Oh. So why why the big number change, right? So empowering is one thing and upskilling is one thing. So we provide them the sample kits, we provide them the knowledge, the tutorials, the sample kits, fabrics. But of course, there's always this question of commitment 
there's always mm. this question of like you said the time management whether they can actually abide by the quality checks and things like that but also during the pandemic when we were upskilling many of them they all joined but after when doors opened back I'm pretty sure they you know went back to doing different things they got back into their own jobs mm. and things like that right. which we're glad to be actually we're a platform that we're here to empower those who are in need and then better if they you know have a not to say an exit plan but after that they have the stepping stone to then move on to, to right. their next phase right mm. What's in your future plans for the community? So for when we started, right, we, we had this whole idea, okay, we're here to empower the group of ladies. Uh, we didn't even want to call ourselves the B40 community because mm. it feels very categorizing. And yes. we really dislike it in mm. a way, but we understand that, you know, our governance reasons, but uh, I think we call ourselves the Women Empowerment Platform. Let's go back to who are we selling it to, right? So a lot of our clients are corporate clients. They understand the product, they like it because of the story behind it. But for more sustainability reasons, I think we're more excited because we want to bring this to tourism. We feel that, you know, with the culture that KTJ brings, like the sari material, the Cheongsam and the batik material, right. we actually speak volumes in terms of the cultural um, right. uh, design and things like that, right? Mm. And it's also made 100% by Malaysian women. Right, right, right. yeah. Right. And instead of having a chop stamp made in China, you know, we can actually yeah. have it said made 100% in Malaysia. Yeah. So we're hoping to expand on that side because for us, we believe that that's sustainability. In the end of the day, Malaysians might get tired of us. But <laughs> I mean, truth to be told, right? I mean, but, <laughs> but because then, you know, tourists can perhaps, you know, appreciate the crafts and mm. the, the bate and all these different colors of Malaysia. So right. we're hoping to go that direction. Wait, to expand towards the tourist appreciation and something that they can take away with take them. Take home, yes. Yes, yes. Amazing. Yeah. And what about... Now, we know that that's what you, you're planning for the future, but for people right now who might be listening, who might be interested in being able to contribute or to be a part of uh, the community that you have, how do they do that? Definitely, please be... I mean, should people our way if they are interested to look for corporate gifts that actually does impact to the society. So they can definitely search for us uh, on Community Tukang Jahit or ktjmalaysia.com or see our products at royalculture.com. So a lot of our products, we, we can customise. So hopefully, you know, when corporates come to us, they're more, they get excited when they get to play around and they're wondering, how can a community tukang jahit do this? Mm. But we, we don't limit ourselves. I think that that comes a bit from our background as well, the innovation part. We don't just sew something and then shove it down your throat. Right. We actually right. innovate and try different things. We okay. have PU leather, we use machineries and things like that. And we train our akak-akak tailors to right. also use different machineries. So I think it's also a, a bit of, you know, the, the thought process that we want them to adapt into modern society as well. So I think that that's hopefully what gets the corporate excited. Yeah, I love that because it's all about staying relevant, isn't it? Mm. And uh, it seems like you've got your eye on the, on the ball there where it comes to sort of where is the relevancy. On the thimble. How... <laughs> 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 oh, you're making me jump through here. <laughs> <laughs> right. We really appreciate you joining us here today. And of course, we hope that everything that you're hoping for the future, that, you know, it happens, it happens because the community that you're supporting is a community that could use as much support as, mm. as possible. Yeah. On a personal note, like if you know any women who want to earn some extra money uh, I have two sewing machines <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to use them so I need sewing lessons cutting and sewing lessons so yeah sure sure do reach yeah, us out let me know out. if you open up for a <laughs> you might want to watch some of the tutorials actually that they already have do they? Do you yeah, yeah, tutorials? we do, we do. But it's in mix of very, very jumbled up languages. La. <laughs> Hopefully oh, no. it's okay. That's perfect <laughs> for us. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Thank you so much to Suyi and Gan, co-founders of Community Tukang Jahit Malaysia for joining us today and giving us an insight into the threading world. They're part of it, um, at least. And you can definitely listen to this again on the Light Breakfast Podcast. That's on the Shock app, spelled S-Y-O-K. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.